Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we have a returning guest and one guest I am super stoked to have back in the show because, folks... You got to do the Ron Paul waving arms. It's happening. Larry Sharp is running for governor of New York once again. Larry Sharp, welcome back to the Brian Nichols Show. Absolutely. 100%. I'm glad to be back, brother. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Larry. Well, I'm super excited to have you back on, especially because now we get to talk about what's been happening behind the scenes. You've been getting the, uh, the workings moving forward to get your gubernatorial run back up and going in New York State. You uh, last ran 2018, correct me if I'm wrong? Yep. And uh, yes, correct. and now you're, you're running again, 2022. And Larry, you've already started polling at 6%. That's unheard of for libertarians. Let's start off. You've already amassed a great name recognition across New York State, mainly not because of your, your run back in 2018, but also because you've stuck around. You've kept that infrastructure going. But let's talk about that 6% of voters. I'm also really good looking, so that's that, part of it. That definitely helps. Like, but that's, that's a little bit. <laughs> so let's so, talk about those 6% yeah, of voters, though, in New York, who are saying, you know what, this Larry Sharp guy, I'm on board with that. Yeah, look, the reality is there's so many things that go in with this. The the first reason, the first thing is if you've noticed that I don't run all the time, right? I run just when I've only run once before was governor in 2018. And I didn't run after that. What did I do? I spent most of my time crossing the state and supporting local candidates, right? In our movement, we often have this kind of battle between should we run top of the ticket or bottom of the ticket? Is local more important? Is national more important? And my idea has always been the same. And that is, I want both. Top of the ticket has the best opportunity for press, bottom the best for victory. If we run top of the ticket hard and get that press and then have the top of the ticket support the bottom of the ticket, then they can win. That's what I did in 2019. After I got ballot access for the Libertarian Party in 2018, I crossed the state again supporting local candidates, and we had 107 victories. There were 107 victories, Libertarians in New York State in 2019, elected officials. And then in 2020, New York State said, oh, that whole ballot access thing that we said, yeah, epic prank, bro. Just kidding. Uh, that's not how it works. Nope. And through the budget item, they removed our ballot access. So we lost everything. All those people went away. We were no longer a party. So now I'm sitting there going, I do this all over again? So I do. But that's okay because, as you said, I've been crossing the state every single year. 
Every year I go to every single county of 62 counties in New York. I've covered every one of them for the past five years. And I do events and I meet people and I stay active and I talk and I still support libertarians all over the place. You see me, I go to I go to different events. I go to different, uh, you know, county and, and state affiliates and I raise money for them and I support candidates. When I'm running, it's about me. When I'm not running, it's about who's running, right? Whoever's running is is who it's about. So now all of a sudden, I said back in 2018 that if we do the top and bottom of ticket, we can have results. I showed that. After that, I've been saying, look, we can create coalitions against the establishment. What most people are against is the establishment. Some are against specifically Republicans, Democrats, but most are against the system or the establishment. And so they think whoever's in charge is the bad guy. So let's go for the other one mm -hmm. of the two. But when I'm actually able to let people know, wait a minute, no, no, no. There's a party that actually is anti-establishment too. And then people want to get on board. So I've already been able in this next run that I'm doing now in 2022, I've already been able to take the advantage of the county affiliates that I built over the past five years. When I first started running in 2018, out of 62 counties, we only had about 15 affiliates, county affiliates. Now we have over 30. <laughs> so now I have those people who now can go get me signatures, can go get out there and, and do the sign waves, do the things. They're now here. We have that that infrastructure built. I also am able to raise six figures. I, I raised half a million dollars last time. I'll raise more than that this time. So I have the cash to be able to do that. I've also built a team in the past. I'll use that team also. But more importantly, I've made coalitions. There are two groups in New York State who are anti-establishment, who want to allow third parties to do better. One of them is uh, the Forward Party, which was started by Andrew Yang, famously. And they've openly supported me. They have endorsed me. They're ready to rock and roll. I'm grabbing their, their, I'm grabbing their people. And that's an endorsement that might seem crazy to some libertarians, right? Oh my God, forward. That's the, these guys are left leaning. They like UBI and stuff. Yes. They also would like to exist in a world with two parties. And they know that people like me are the way they can make that happen, right? Unite New York, trying to get them on board also, right? They're also the same thing. They don't want the old school Republicans, Democrats. They want the same thing. So we have to create something. So what I created was the bro program or the program. Yes, I'm using the word bro, B-R-O. B stands for better ballot access, easier access to the ballot. R stands for ranked choice voting, allowing people to have a first and second choice, voting for the person they want and having a safety net vote, which is what people actually want. They actually don't care about ranking. What they care about is guy or gal I want safety net to stop the other. Yep. This ends the wasted vote piece. And last is always is open primaries. And open primary is critical for areas that are heavily, heavily gerrymandered, which is almost every state, but all over New York State. So you need to be able to vote in the primary that matters to your local area. So that's all three groups are on board with that. And there are other things that we're working on, but that's how we're moving forward. And you might say, Larry, why are they on board all of a sudden? Because when they removed ballot access from the Libertarian Party, they actually made the idea of getting on the ballot so difficult, almost no one can do it. <laughs> Literally, you have to be able to get 45,000 valid signatures across New York State in five weeks. And that means in reality, you probably have to get about 70,000 to make sure you have enough to get past the buffer, probably in that area, give or take. So what does that mean? That means I have to average 2,000 signatures per day. Who can do that? Right. That's going to cost me six figures, right, to do that. And I have to have an infrastructure across the state because it isn't just one area. You get across the state, right? You've got to make sure you hit all the congressional districts that they say, right? So you've got to have it across the state. What person can just do that? What person can just quit their job for a year as I've done, gather a bunch of people, hundreds of people, which I've done, and raise six figures, which I've done? Who can do that, right? Of course, only few people can actually do that. They're making it in New York State 
to where if you're not elite or already establishment, you can't even run. I'm the last hope for third parties in New York State, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So as another way of thinking about it, when I ran in 2018, I was the only person running not getting a government check. When I run this time, I'll be the only person running not getting a government check. What does that mean? They're all establishment people already in government jobs, already getting government checks, already the governor is going to run and the congressman is going to run against me. That's who's running. So I'm running against a congressman and against the current governor. And that's how the establishment wants it to be. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It does matter. If I do this, I will prove that we can create coalitions with people who agree on the same outcomes and we can have conversations on how to move forward. And that if we run top of the ticket well next year, win, lose or draw, we're going to have a whole lot of libertarians in New York State. And what you you mentioned there, and I think we see this recurring theme: it's the establishment versus the the anti-establishment. The the the. I mean, I'm looking at the Star Wars figurines you have in the backside. That the the Empire versus the Rebels, right? And you say, yes, well, you are. Hold on, though. The dark side and the light side. That's right. You have to have balance. Both a coalition. I am without question a gray Jedi of the highest order. You're our Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, but you said that you're New York State's last hope for third parties. I would take it a step yes. further, Larry. I mean, you're kind of New York State's last hope because I, I look at New York State. Now, I know you're very firm on people sticking around and fighting for their areas. And I completely concur. But I look at the Northeast has been very rough. And I got out of Pennsylvania um, after I'd gotten out of New York. And uh, now I'm settled up in, in Newcastle, Indiana. And I got to tell you, I'm loving it because it's nice being around people who share like-minded values and principles. But I think to what your mission is, and this is where you know I, I think you're, you're finding the success, is that it is necessary in the environment that is New York State. You have to build coalitions with people who maybe aren't your traditional target market, not for the, the sake of you're trying to sell them on liberty, but rather in this case, as you said, direct outcomes in, in this role. I mean, it comes down to whether or not you have a third party voice in New York State politics, or you just sit and watch as the main two parties, the Democrats and Republicans, will dictate from on high in Albany what is and is not going to be happening. And then, you know, it'll, it's actually worse yeah. here. We don't, we have only one party. You, it's very true. So it's, it's actually worse here, and it's right? placated in by New York City. That are purple. Yeah. Yes, but all, all the cities, right? People always say it's New York City. No, no, it's also Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yep. They all vote blue, right? That's the issue. To remember here, right now in New York State, it's about two or maybe even three to one Democrat to Republican in New York State. In New York City, it's six to one. So the Democrats run everything. The the next governor of New York will either be our current governor, Democrat, or me. That's it. The Republican has no chance of victory whatsoever. Zero chance. He caps at about 30, 35%. That's all. And he's like, but Larry, if they hate your governor, they vote for him. No, they won't. No, they won't. And the polling shows it. The polling in New York State, and not just the polling that, that I've looked at, but polling from Zogby, polling from every place, right? It's the same thing. Most New Yorkers still, even with all the pain, still approve of my governor's, um, uh, 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 of, of her activity. They still approve of it. Why? Because the option in their head is Republican. And one thing they hate more than having a good state is Republicans. That's it. <laughs> and how do I know that? Because we're literally exporting Republicans out of our state. They're leaving in droves. Remember, Florida used to be a swing state in our memory. 
It was a swing state. Yep. Those days are gone. It's a red state now. Why? Because Floridians all of a sudden became red? No, because California and New York exported all the Republicans in the end of Florida. <laughs> so now they're all red. That's without question true. I, I wish it wasn't true. I wish we had a more purple state where we could talk back and forth and, and have something. We don't have that. New York state is a blue state, deep blue state. So it's even worse than what you said. It's one party rule. So what's the hope? Help me out here. You're last, you're the last hope, Larry. Um, Correct. it sounds morbid, right? And, and frankly, you're, you're reaffirming, Larry, why I wanted to get out of the Northeast. And, and it's sad because New York is home to me. I mean, that's where my family lives. That's where yes. I grew up. That's home sweet home. The North Country, you know, you don't get much better than the St. Lawrence River, Seaway 100%. Valley area. And I, I, I get sad every time I go home because it's not the same place I grew up. It's, yes. it's not, not only is the North Country not the same North Country because you can feel the despair just as you go anywhere, but you can just feel that in the state in general. There's not that vibrance. There's not that liveliness. There's no hope. And I, yep. I, I, I guess I have to ask you, where is the hope? How can we get that hope back? Yes, there's a couple things you've mentioned, which I, I love. New York State, for those of you watching or listening who may not know, is an absolutely beautiful, amazing state. It is the true uh, example of diversity, whether you want the biggest city in the nation, beautiful mountains, falls, rivers, lakes, if you want the opera or if you want hiking, if you want skiing or you want baseball, football, hockey, and basketball, whatever is your thing, it is here in this state. From beaches to mountaintops, whatever you can imagine, you want to go boating, you want to go fishing, yes, it is here in this state. The problem isn't the state. The problem is the government. The government is so oppressive, it literally breaks up families. My mom died in South Carolina. My step-pop died in South Carolina because he couldn't afford to, to live here. You, Brian, said you've already left because you left your family and friends here. I Yes, all correct. So what's the hope? The hope is in getting people in New York State to realize there are answers. The problem is, believe it or not, no party has actual answers. What they have is rhetoric. And in New York State, it's even worse. New York State, the Republicans have no part, no plan. It's just Democrats are bad. They basically control that opposition. That's all they have. You couldn't find a policy on. Look, if you care, go to any Republican New York State candidate, representative. You cannot find policy. It does not exist. It's all we're going to get America back or whatever they're saying. They're doing that dumb stuff. Not no answers. And the Democrats are, we'll just throw more money at it because that always works. So the Democrats are the party of bad ideas. The Republicans are the party of no ideas. So, of course, people either leave because there's nothing works for them or they go with the only party that has ideas, as bad as they are, because you feel like you're in trouble. The hope is actually showing them some answers. And here's a, an answer I have. I want us in New York State to create a separate fund called the NIST, N-Y-S-S-T, the New York State Social Trust. That trust will be created and run not by the government, but by a private company. The same way they do it in Norway, the same way they do it in Singapore. There's a separate company that is not part of the government. If it's part of the government, the government will just take that money and piss it away. <laughs> so you can't have it run by the government. It is run by a separate company with a specific state charter to pay for specific things based upon a charter that has them pay for things. The thing I want them to pay for is education. Why? Because education in New York State is a right. You think, well, wait a minute, we made it right, so now it's perfect. No, it means we just spend lots of money on it. New York State drops about $28,000 per kid every year, and we rank anywhere from 25 to 37 
when it comes to education in the states. Jeez. Any of anywhere in that area, bottom half. So making it a right didn't make it magically good. It just made it magically expensive. So now we spend the most in the entire country and we have horrible results. So they're going to pay for it. They're going to pay directly from Albany as our constitution mandates. We must, by constitution, pay for grades one through 12. That's a rule in New York State we must abide by or change the constitution. So we'll pay for it directly from Albany through this fund. This fund will be uh, will be funded by permanent capital or private capital. Why? It's going to be a fund that pays dividends without debt. This is a whole new way of doing things, but no debt, but pays dividends. Well, in today's world of zero interest rates, paying dividends on money you put in is great. It's a great place to safely park capital. Plus, in New York State, if it is considered being paid for paying uh, state issues, there is no capital gains tax on it. You don't tax it. So that it's a safe place to park your money for permanent capital. You might go, Larry, you're getting permanent capital to pay for social stuff? Yes. <laughs> Voluntarily. Without taxing them. Yes. Absolutely. I'm creating a fund that will pay. Democrats want big business to pay. Republicans don't want taxes. I'm giving you both. Done deal. Life is good. Now, when we pay for education directly, once that happens and we pay X dollars, I'm thinking about $18,000 per kid to every district on their own. No back and forth, no grant writing. All of those extra administrators go away. We don't need them anymore. And the local district will begin to fire them as they see fit, which is good. Keep the good administrators, get rid of the ones that are useless. They begin to go away. So I'm creating now all of a sudden a surplus at the local area. Plus, if the money follows a child, well, then all of a sudden, I'm allowing for school choice, aren't I, without saying school choice, because the money follows the kid. Not just that. $4,000 credit if you want to either private school or homeschool. I'm now encouraging private school. I'm now in in encouraging people to, to homeschool if they want to. Let your kid do what we want. We learned during our COVID lockdowns that we don't know how to do that. That when bad things happen, our schools collapse. So instead, we'll support that. But the most important piece of all of this is that once that happens, what's the need for school tax? There is none. School tax goes away. When school tax goes away, the average New Yorker, their property tax will go down about 50%, give or take, uh, depending on where you are. Your, your property tax goes down 50%. Guess what happens? The rents stabilize. The youth can stay here instead of having to walk away. The youth can move out of their parents' home. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Not just that, retirees can stay here and they can spend their pensions in New York State versus spending their pensions in Florida and Texas and Arizona where they're spending them now. We're paying for the pensions and Arizona and Florida are getting the cash. If you're going to have a pension, spend it here in New York State. Put it back into this economy. You do that and things will begin to change. That's what I'm talking about. That's how we can make things work. That makes people happier, better education, better cash, Democrats are happy. Republicans are happy. And I will tell you, no one else is talking about this but me. I'll go one step further. I want people to retire in New York. People not retiring in New York is crushing us. I want them to. And I want families to stay together. And nursing homes are crushing us because mostly Medicare and Medicaid using Medicare pays for this. And that means the counties pay for it. So here's a better answer. How about if you're 65 years or older, and you've owned a home in New York State for at least 15 years, whether currently or not, doesn't matter. Your private tax goes down 5% per year to your 85, then it's zero. Now, wait a minute, Larry, what if I'm old and I don't want to own a home? Great. Stay home with your with your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, whomever, and they get half of that. They lose 2.5% every year for 20 years. So that probably has get cut, gets cut in half again. What am I doing? I'm encouraging families to stay together, which is what I would like. I wish my mom didn't move away. I wish she could have lived with us. I wish we could have done that. And I want more families who want that to be able to stay together. Happier New Yorkers means New Yorkers who don't leave. 
Now you might say, Larry, how are we going to make up for that money? We've already done the numbers on this. If we have this and more people stay home with their families, less of them go into nursing homes, which the county and estate pays for. So we save money on nursing homes. And you know how New York did with nursing homes during COVID. That was not a nice thing. I would have rather have people stay home. More people stay home. We save money. There's no loss of money. Families are happier. Everybody's happier. More people stay in New York. And pensions get spent in New York State. And I want pensions being spent in New York State. Well, Larry, um, I have to ask the, the sad question now. At what point does it get to a a statement where it's like, okay, you know what? I got, I look around and it's time to escape. When when would that time be for you? Yeah, it's a good question. I guess it really depends on how well I do, right? The reality of it is, can I win this thing? Of course I can. As you said, I'm already polling at 6%. So I'm doing well. The, the issue is Democrats are not going to vote for Republicans. So I have to get Democratic voters to come to me and Republican voters to come to me. And so far in the polling, it shows when you add me, I pull from both sides. So the data is there. We know about 25% of my voters are registered Democrats. So I do pull from the left also, which I've been saying it forever. And now I proved it with data, right? I taught the talk, then I walk the walk, right? So I said it and now data is there. You can look at it yourself. You care. Recent, most, most recent Zogby poll shows it. About 20, 25% of the people who vote for me are, are registered Democrats. So as they begin to move towards me, I need more of them because if Kathy Hochul, our governor, makes some big mistake, whatever that mistake is, I'm hoping she'll do it. Maybe that mistake might be debating me. That will be the end of her. Uh, if she does that, that'd be nice. But whatever happens, if she does that, those people who are angry, they're not going to vote for the Republican. They'll vote for me. And if that happens, I'll get those votes. 35% in my state wins. We are not a majority state. We are a plurality state. So if I have more than the rest, right, and the cap, the Republican cap is 35%. He's not going to get more than that. So if I can get 35%, she'll get less, he'll get less, I win. That's my road to victory. But let's say the sad part is I'm kind of hoping for her to make a mistake. She doesn't make a mistake. She does everything perfectly. I hope I hope she does not. But <laughs> if she does, I can still beat the Republican, right? So I can come in second. You might say, well, Larry, what difference does that make? Two reasons why. Number one, New York State rules show uh, say that the board of elections is run by the top two parties as decided by the gubernatorial race. So the party, the state will then be run officially by Democrats and Libertarians. Now, to be forward, there's not enough of us to run this government. So that's not even possible to happen, right? We, we can't run the Board of Elections. There's not enough of us, right? And the, the Republicans would never accept that. They'll just rewrite the rules overnight, which is fine. I'm okay with that. They will rewrite the rules. But then rewriting the rules, they'll have to include us, which means New York State will officially be a three-party or multi-party state. Overnight, that will happen. Not just that. That'll be news. Oh, my God. Everyone will be. Well, my God. The Republican lost to Larry Sharp. What's go, what? I'll be everywhere. And if I'm everywhere, guess what happens? People have to listen to me. This, what I just told you, my idea, they have to hear it. I have tons of ideas from 2018 that were still on the on, on, the, on the website. I haven't taken those ideas off. My LarrySharp.com website has policy from four years ago. When I was on Joe Rogan at the end of that, at, at that show, Joe Rogan said to me, he says, Larry, these are great policies. Where'd you get them from? I said, well, me and a team put them together. He goes, you better lock those policies down. I said, why? He said, people take them. I said, take them. Then I don't have to run. Take the policies, fix my state. I'll go back to work. I don't need to be doing this, right? Let's let's do that. So what, what happened after I, I lost? Nobody took any of my policies. They're still there. All of them are still there. And they're all still valid because the state hasn't fixed anything. So they're still valid. So if I come in second, they have to listen to me. 
and somebody will take those policies and New York will begin to change. If I come in second, everyone hears that. I come in first, the whole the whole country changes overnight, literally. Because everybody who was kind of libertarian will go, holy crap, libertarians can win. I've always been libertarian, Brian. Let me have you on. Let me come on your show. I've always been libertarian. Everyone's the old school libertarian all of a sudden. They're going to come out of the woodwork, which is fine. But if I come even at a close third, that still gives me enough of an oomph for people to go, Larry, how'd you come so close? You're the spoiler. And if I'm the spoiler, raising a million dollars and being a spoiler, again, people have to listen to me and change will happen. I think it's so important because if you look at what's happening, and I know you do, we're in a bad spot. This country is on its way to a very unhappy place as we stop talking to each other. We we, we politicize everything. We politicize, we politicize Will Smith's slap. We politicize COVID. We politicize everything. We shouldn't be politicizing health. That's a bad idea, right? But we did everything. We politicize everything to the point where there's two separate countries within one country. That never ends well. The only way we fix that is a third party that can talk to both sides. I've said I can do it. I've shown I can do it. We are the answer. Wait a minute, Larry, you said you're going to save the world? No, I don't believe that. But can I be one of the guys who sets it up to be saved? Yes. I can be one of those guys who sets it up to be saved. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to do. There you go, folks. Well, if you're looking for New York State's last hope, we'll make sure you go ahead and uh, give this episode a share because other folks are probably looking for their last hope as well. And if they're in New York State, they uh, have some hope here in Larry Sharp. So Larry, obviously, call to action. We want folks to go ahead and find you, support you. And now you can go to LarrySharp.com forward slash donate. They want to give some dollars to you, help your campaign there. They can go ahead and do that. But how about social media where they can go ahead and uh, find you there? And they can also go to volunteer. I could use some volunteers to help me get some petitions, help me get me some signatures. So you might go, Larry, I don't live in New York State. No worries. You can still help. You can still come. You cannot witness the signature. However, you can absolutely hand out stuff, do hold signs, drive people around. Give me a day. Give me a half a day. Give me a couple of hours. You come on in. I'll take you for whatever I can get. 2,000 inches per day starting April 19th. So if you can come on in, I'd love to have you. Or, of course, check me out on all the interweb stuff things the instagrams and twitters and all of them just do larry sharp and remember when you do larry sharp it's sharp with an e and because e stands for electable there it is that's right and folks if uh, you miss all that don't worry we're gonna make it easy for you i'll include all those links in the show note along with uh, larry's bio and also um you can find the entire transcript of today's episode how about that so with that being said folks uh thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode and thank you to the one and only larry sharp for joining us with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. This is renegade statesman Eric Brakey, host of Free America Now, a podcast for people ready to strike down tyranny. As a former state legislator who knows how the political machine works, I lead every episode with a free-range discussion alongside thinkers, 
activists, and policymakers. People like Tom Woods, Hannah Cox, and WWE superstar and Knox County Mayor Glenn Kane Jacobs on just how to free America now. New episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, and you can find Free America Now on your favorite podcasting app. So be sure to subscribe, unless you're a communist, in which case I understand why you wouldn't really like the show. Furthermore, my opinion is the Federal Reserve should be destroyed, so let's free America now. <laughs>